to a time where you whipped out the work that you wanted to do with your horse for that day and whether it be practicing for a particular upcoming dressage test or just using a test to work with your horse and you're reading through it and you think this is wonderful I'm going to do this and then you get to the canter to walk transition and you think well there goes that because inevitably every time you ask your horse to go from canter to walk you get first of all a couple of well, I'd say strides but in the loosest sense of the word of trot in there before your horse eventually comes back to walk and really it, there is no elegance or grace going on with that walk well this week guys we're going to be talking specifically about how to get a balanced canter to walk transition hi there my name is Lorna I'd like to welcome you to daily strides here from strides for success where we create these audio horse riding lessons that you can download and you can listen to as you are riding your horse you don't have to if you've got if you have a wi-fi connection or an internet connection um, in your arena you don't even have to download but you can just listen online uh, we create five every week all around a particular topic and what I'd love to do is invite you to come over and join us. We're having a, a webinar coming up in a couple of weeks. Now you can visit stridesforsuccess.com forward slash webinar there to join. It's free. And we're going to be talking about effectiveness in the saddle and how you can increase yours, which I think is really important. You know, we all have these habits that we're trying to maybe work on at any given time. And we're going to be talking about those and how you can eventually once and for all break your bad habits. So you can go to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash webinar. But let us get back to today and those pesky transitions. Okay. So as I say, you're asking for this canter to walk and why it, it sounds so easy. And particularly because Walk to canter is such a great transition. You kind of think canter to walk would be the same, but no, no, no. Uh, canter to walk is a whole different kettle of fish. And often when you're asking for it, it looks and it feels like a wobbly two-year-old <laughs> trying to come to some sort of a halt. Um, it, it's terrible. It, it, there's no grace to it. There's no elegance. There's certainly no balance. And, you know, that is key to a good canter to walk transition. It has to be balanced, Okay. But not only that, you have to maintain the impulsion all the time and also your horse has to be able to collect himself a little bit. So being developed behind is a really, really important part of this puzzle. And it's often due to asking for this transition, this particular transition, a little bit too early in your horse's education or his training that leads to a bad one <laughs> happening, okay? So before you even attempt to ask your horse about canter to walk or to perform canter to walk, you do need to make sure that he is strong enough physically to actually be able to perform this because of course when he's doing this he's he is his hind end obviously is coming underneath him his front end's coming up but it's going to take an awful lot of weight because you know momentum well he has to try and stop that momentum using his back end to be able to balance the front end so it does take a lot of muscle and a lot of strength on his part to be able to do that and not only muscle also in his joints that he's able to do it as well now the timing when you ask for this is really really important and i sometimes feel that the timing also depends on your horse now as your horse is cantering you do want as i say a certain amount of collection there and depending on your horse's canter if he's a little bit flat um, you're going to struggle a little bit more with this transition because what you want is that when his inside back leg reaches forward, 
that is when you will ask for the downward transition. Now, if your horse, as I say, is a little bit flat, you sometimes have to ask earlier than that um, in order for him to be able to suitably adjust his weight. But as with everything, the quality of the transition is only going to be as good as the quality of the gait leading up to it. And what I mean by that is that you can't expect your horse to have a very mediocre canter and then be able to perform a nice transition down and also have a good quality walk as he walks away from it. So it's really, really important that you work on the canter initially. Now, straightness is also important not just from a developing your horse point of view but also for keeping the balance throughout the transition and where i would suggest you start when you're working with this is actually working on your straightness and whether it be spending a couple of days or a couple of weeks depending on where you and your horse are and your level of training but getting really really tuned in to how straight your horse is in the canter and then also in the downward transitions, um, both from canter and from trot as well, um, and how he can hold himself and maintain that straightness through the downward transitions. Now, I would suggest setting up uh, two parallel poles on your quarter line, about 20 or 30 meters apart. This will depend on the length of your arena. And you, you want the poles pretty close together. And what you're going to aim to do is that you're going to ride between those two sets of poles. Now, what I want here is that the poles are going to be your key for keeping straight and for measuring your straightness. And you're also going to perform your transitions between the poles. So as not between the two pairs of poles, between the actual parallel lines on each pair, you would perform a transition. And what I would suggest doing initially is just going from, first of all, just cantering through the poles and seeing how straight your horse can remain through the poles. And then begin to ask for some canter trot and then obviously trot to canter transitions between the two points on those poles as you're working around the arena and obviously do it on both reins and see how things go if you feel that your horse is maybe falling one way or the other or perhaps his back end swings out or maybe his front end swings out whatever the case is you need to really really focus in on that before you go any further with your training and with what you're asking to do that straightness is paramount okay once you've got the straightness on a straight line you can then begin working straightness on a circle doing a similar thing and um, obviously without poles, but uh, you can work on asking for the transitions up and down in and out of the trot and the canter on the circle and seeing if your horse is really able to maintain that straightness as you go. From there, you can then begin to go back, work on your quarter line again with those poles, but this time begin asking for transitions within the canter. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, you want to find out if your horse is able to shorten and lengthen his canter as you ask him to do so and this is really where you'll see that development if it's happening at all and if your horse is able to do this now when you're asking your horse to shorten up okay you want him to shorten and you want to almost begin to push the boundaries a little how short can you go without breaking the trot and what's really important here is that you have to maintain the same rhythm all the way through and also the same tempo so what i mean by that is the canter 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 i know canter is one two three but we're just going to say canter for this okay so let's say canter 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 and keep that regardless of the length of stride so remember if you've got a shortened stride you're going to your speed will be slowed down but also you're not going to cover as much distance um, and i mean your speed in how fast you or how quickly you can get from a to b but that canter 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 
should not change. It should remain the same. And then obviously when you begin to lengthen it back up again from working and then even go to medium canter, that as you're doing that, your horses, again, the canter, canter, canter should not be changing as well. I also want you, as you're doing this, as you're working with this, pay attention to what leg is moving when underneath you and that you're able to identify this because as we said, the timing is really important to ask for that downward transition eventually. Now, I mentioned earlier that you do need a certain amount of collection and it may take a few weeks or a few months depending on how well, how far or how advanced your horse is in his uh, his education so far, and also use a rider, okay? But I also want you to pay attention, and just going back to the transitions, particularly from the canter to the trot, I want you to pay attention to how you can balance yourself through those transitions. Do you find that you're collapsing a little bit through the transition, or do you find that you're actually able to sit up nicely? And also, as you're asking your horse to shorten, and as your horse becomes more developed, and he's able to... As, I don't know, kind of maybe perform a little bit more collection in or give you a little bit more collection in that canter, a real good test of the straightness and also the fact that your horse is indeed collecting himself properly, which means that he is lightening up on the front end, is that if you offer your reins for one or two or three strides, he should be able to just maintain that along without you holding on to him, okay, or holding, having to hold things together. He should be carrying himself just like you should also be carrying yourself. It's really, really important. So once you've spent a bit of time on this and you found that your horse is really listening to you, he's as, he's responsive to what you're saying, and he's also developed and strong enough to carry himself, you can then look at introducing the canter to walk transition. Now, a lot of people will do this on a circle, so you can come back to your circle again. And what can often help is that as you are coming towards so you will circle off your track basically but you'll always touch point on your track each uh, circuit of your circle so you'll have your circle on the, off the track on the track off the track at the track at the track and um, as you approach the track each time that would be where you could begin to ask for it and again ask for downward transitions just getting your horse used to the fact of what's happening and pay particular attention to your seat bones so you want to be able to with the canter to walk transitions, it's more through your seat and your core that you actually tell your horse, so you let your horse know, listen buddy, we're going to come back to walk here now, rather than your hand. You'll actually find that if you use your hand too much, uh, your horse begins to fall onto the forehand and he it's not a true transition. Well, it is a transition, but it's not a great one. And he's going to become quite heavy and unbalanced as he gets into the walk. And you'll probably often get those couple of strides of trot coming in there as well. What you want rather is that you can get the canter nice and slow. And again, when we're saying the can, instead of saying canter, canter, can walk. And there you go. And you're into walk okay and then what's also important is often we think of that downward transition as leaning back and becoming very heavy in the saddle try not do that because if you do that you're, you're you're actually blocking your horse from lightening his front end which is what he really has to do in order to perform a true canter to walk transition he has to lift up the front end so what you should rather think of is rather almost like you're using your tummy muscles to stop your forward movement but you're not you're not getting heavy you're still continuing to carry yourself in it and then you're just stopping your seat bones you're sliding them back instead of having your inside seat bones slightly more forward as you would in the canter 
you're going to slide them back to where they would be in walk and then as he takes that step into the walk you just allow your seat bones then to follow into the walk you know there's always that split second as your horse makes the transition and um, your downward transition that you have to offer a little bit so as he can adjust into it um, and that is really important as well and that you're there to follow it along as you go as i mentioned it may take quite a bit of time you can use your voice in here as well it often helps i find initially that if your horse knows something like walk or whoa or steady whatever the case is that he can also begin to maybe use that to to really become clear on what you're asking for with it but i really what i really have to warn you is that you don't become heavy in a dead weight on the saddle you are going to and even though you can um I don't know, kind of force your horse into it, it's not going to be a great transition. And once again, that is then going to affect the quality of the walk that goes on afterwards. Once you've got it, you can then begin uh, working on the straight lines between those poles again. Um, it is more difficult, of course, on the straight lines, but you can then ask for your horse to do it. And as your horse gets more confident and as you become more confident asking for it, you can then change things up a little bit. Guys, this week on Daily Strides, we're going to be talking all about the canter to walk transition tomorrow we're going to be working on straightness and balance on wednesday we're going to be talking about transitions within the canter in preparation for the actual canter to walk and then thursday of course will be the canter's walk and then on friday i want to talk about leaning backwards through your downward transitions is it good or bad mm, we're going to be chatting about that if you'd like to join us you can pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join and as i said the webinar is there we'd love to to have you on board with us in the coming weeks hope you have a really super day and i'll see you all tomorrow be good bye